Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you on this marvelous Monday. Before we get started, let me tell you how you can listen to our live programs and our archived episodes. The number to call to listen live by phone is 515-605-9375. That number to listen live by phone will shortly be limited to only a few people at a time. So if you can't get through to listen by phone, please go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa and Marvelous Monday will pop up when it is live and you can watch it there or listen to it there. You can also find us in podcast form on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Radio, pretty much any place that has podcasts. You can find Blog Talk USA podcasts and Marvelous Monday under that banner. Okay, now let me give you over to your host for Marvelous Monday, Dr. Shirley McKellar. Welcome, Mom. Hello, hello, Ms. Brownie. You sound so wonderful. Good evening. And it's always a pleasure to have you. Every time we miss you, it's just not the same. And the guys are always Yeah. <laughs> you just bring that well, I always miss flavor. you all, too. <laughs> yes, and you bring that extra flair to Marvelous Monday. And so we thank, thank you so much. For- yes, so uh, thank you for all of those that are listening out there to Marvelous Monday. It is just so great to be right back here. There are so many exciting things going on, uh, Miss Rihanna. But first, let's find out if all the gentlemen are on yet. And if so, then I tell you, I have some exciting things that I just want to take a few seconds to talk about if the guys will allow me. And then we'll get right down into our show because there's still so many things going on um, here in Texas, uh, Austin, Texas in particular, all the way into Washington, D.C. We, it's no surprise. We know exactly what is actually going on. So we'll talk a little bit about those things after a bit. But let's see, who do we have here? Do we have, first of all, let's see if uh, Dr. Hackney, Dr. Richard Hackney is there. Dr. Hackney, are you there? Pastor Cooper, are you there? I have to, I, you know I have to do a roll call, Miss Rihanna. <laughs> so we know Miss Rihanna right. is here. Yes, we is Pastor Cooper on yet? Uh, he's so busy uh, Pastor too. Cooper is not on yet, but uh, Mr. Arthur Fleming is on with us. Welcome, oh, Arthur. Oh wow! I got the all to my. I got the all to myself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you take advantage of it real fast. It may not last long. How Lucky thing. Exactly. How are you coming along, Mr. Arthur Flemings? And tell us what's going on in Dallas, Texas. Oh, well, well yeah, everything is focused on, you know, the coming weeks. The action is in Austin. Uh, the action but is uh, in Yeah, the action is in Dallas. I mean, it's in Austin this week, so, you know, the March and so forth. So, 
Uh, right, right. Yeah, but that, but, but we're holding on up here in Dallas as far as you know, uh, you know, uh, we still got things moving. We're still, we're still doing, we're still in the community, still working, still getting, working on the schools, and you know, doing some stuff. I'll be meeting with the mayor next month about those okay. uh, Confederate symbols out at Fair Park. So uh, I'll be telling you about that. Uh, sure. After I had a meeting with him, so uh, yes, we got a few things we're working on up here. Okay then. All right. Well, you have to keep us keep us abreast of, of what is actually happening, and of course, we will certainly be talking about uh, Dallas to Austin, Tyler to Austin, or maybe I should say um, uh, Georgetown uh, to uh, Austin, or all all roads lead to Georgetown, and then on into Austin. And we've been on the uh, we've been on the phones today. Uh, Mr. Arthur, my schedule is so, 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 so tight, but we're working on uh, if we can, in fact, get a bus down to Austin, Texas. I have some of our constituents who actually have donated or, or will be donating to help to get a bus, but we're trying to get one and find one that's uh, a little less passengers, uh, so perhaps we can fill up maybe that 32-passenger a bus. I think there's a, there's one with a few more uh, than that, um, of course. And so we'll see what what happens with that. Uh, the person that I reached out to uh, this afternoon in regards to that is out of town right now, so he doesn't have his hands right on uh, the uh, information uh, to contact that person with the smaller bus, uh, because as everyone knows, this event begins. On, it's the Poor People's Campaign working in conjunction with uh, the Ministerial Alliance, for which uh, Pastor uh, Michael Cooper is part of those 127 pastors and preachers and ministers uh, that uh, and led there to. And there you go. Yes, push. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, push, push <laughs> Democracy, well, founded by Gene, Pastor Gene Collins out of Odessa area. My cousin, we found out again. East Texas. I didn't know. I was about to uh, say I didn't know you guys were cousins. That's amazing. We were cousins. We thought we did a long discussion and figured it out. My mother was a college wow. and came to both sides, which is also Guillory. So found out my wife was a Guillory, and uh, hopefully we're not kissing cousins. But anyway, you know how they did it back. Wait in the a day. minute, <laughs> Guillory? Do you, do you do know uh, uh, L.J. Guillory, right? Do you know Leroy Guillory? I may know. I, I know so many. The Guillory family is, is humongous. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. Uh, interesting. Yes. Well, he had uh, his family actually hails from Louisiana, but they yeah. moved early in life to California, and that's where Bishop Guillory is now, and that's where his family actually. That's where he actually. I think he may have even been born in Compton, California, and lives there. In the area, wow. that that's has property and ties to East Texas. Probably, yeah. It's a small that's world, same but family it, because it gets small. wow. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Wow. But anyway, yeah, push democracy, and then also uh, when uh, Bishop Grant, which is the right hand man of uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson, saw all of the work that we've been doing, he uh, hired basically Dr. Candace Matthews as the accountability chair. The same work she's doing with Texas Black Coalition. Uh, to, to be the accountability chair in the state of Texas, and she recruited myself amongst other pastors that's doing the work. So what's happening is that uh, we're building this coalition, and it is growing 
and it is a blessing. And we have clergy, non-clergy, black, white, Hispanic, uh, all denominations. Uh, I, we saw our friend Carl Davis yesterday when Dr. William Barber spoke yesterday so eloquently, nailing the points without getting mad, upset, or frustrated. Not go. losing focus. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, he, he lifted the rooftop. I'm, I'm so glad that Bishop uh, James Dixon opened up his edifice. Uh, it's probably about a hundred foot ceiling dome. It looked like it's hurricane proof. That's what it took to keep the Holy Spirit to, to keep us calm and quiet <laughs> to receive the word. I'm telling you. So, so when you start mixing power and politics and, and information, you have a great combination for change. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. His church is actually in Houston, in the city of Houston, Texas? Bishop Bishop Dixon Church? Bishop James Dixon has a beautiful edifice. I've been in some. Let me tell you, this is a cathedral, and it's built like a dome, look like it's hurricane-proof, probably a 100-foot stack of bricks that's going in a circular motion all the way around, and I mean, it's not one part that's not beautiful now. That's not our point, but I'm just telling you, when you lift up the word of God, God will lift you up, and he has done that for him. So I see why he was chosen, along with Dr. Freddie Haynes, and we don't have to talk about his beautiful edifice there in Dallas. My friend Arthur Freddie knows very well. Uh, So my point, again, is this, is that these men have been doing this type of work uh, on the scene, behind the scene, but because of the work that we have been doing now, those of us that have been behind the scene are now being catapulted in front of the scene, and we are ready for the assignment. We are ready for this. I said it. We are ready for the assignment, and uh, we are now the arms and legs, the feet of Christ on the cross. Reverend Jesse Jackson has been that so for 80-plus years, and it's a shame that he has to go across the pond, the water, to receive an award to be in the icon that he is from the French. We yeah. need to do it here. Yes, I, I totally agree. He is, he is actually an amazing uh, individual. And we want to also thank, uh, let's see, I think Robert Williams and Sharonda Robinson, who is also part of Push Democracy Forward. Uh, I believe Absolutely. that's the same group, correct? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we thank the them for the work. Mm-hmm. Visionaries ahead. inside the vision, and they're, they're carrying it through. Also, with, uh, uh, Coretta Brown, yes. And then the city councilwoman over there, I forget her name. There's so many names to say, and it's just hard to just get them all in. Right. Yeah, I know Dr. Brown <laughs> very, very well. Uh, I think we ran, she ran for Congress at one time, I do believe. And so, uh, yes, yeah, so we thank all of those who are joining in uh, to help to push democracy forward. Uh, and that, of course, includes uh, voter, uh, voter voting rights. Uh, and not voter yeah. suppression. So, uh, right. so the the the, uh, the thing that's going coming up. Let's let's just stay right there for a few minutes then, and go ahead. And, well, no, let's 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 bring let's do our show the way we normally do it. Let's we always want to kick off with uh, educating our people on COVID, and then we're gonna come back and uh, and we're okay. gonna start with uh, uh, push democracy forward, and then we'll talk about uh, what uh, what it, it just seems like that we cannot stop 
on the 31st and because I'm not sure when all of our people will be returning uh, from Washington, D.C. to Austin, Texas, and I think it's around the 2nd of August or something like that, but I can tell you unequivocally, we need to be in at the airport. We need to be surrounding uh, our, our representatives, our lawmakers who are working so that we can have that democracy that we're talking about, that it's not stolen away from us. And we want to make sure that nobody tries to come and put any handcuffs on anybody, that all of Texas, as many of us as possible, need to be at the airports to follow them wherever they come in, wherever they are. We need to protect them because they went to Washington, D.C. to to try to protect our rights. So we want to make sure that they're protected as well. So let's go to uh, let's go to Dr. Hagney. Good evening, Dr. Hagney. Uh, Good evening. I know you're on. Yes, yes, I can hear you. I can hear you in the background. So uh, <laughs> let's begin with the project that that you are leading us on uh, with our Net Help Northeast Texas uh, Task Force, and uh, and see where we are with that, and then we're going to dialogue a little bit because as we know. And, Ms. Rihanna, you can pull us some statistics as Dr. Hagney is speaking and let the people know how the Delta variant is raging and trying to come back in here and uh, carry on and destroy uh, this country with with that virus that that we got to remember. We're not out of the pandemic yet. Go ahead, Dr. Uh, Dr. That's right. Well, good evening, good evening, good evening. Uh, Great to be here, uh, but... Uh, also, as we start off talking about this uh, this virus, uh, the Delta virus is true to form. And what we need to do in all our programs, we need to uh, focus on this Delta virus. What is it? Uh, what is it we, to a certain extent, have missed? And also, it should be the priority of everything we do. Uh, all our meetings, all our discussion, discussions should be on the Delta virus. And the Delta. And also, what is it? Why is it occurring? And the questions about why is it affecting possibly individual always also been infected. What people need to know about this virus, this Delta virus, and of course, it is a virus. And also, people need to know when you look at your biology book, this is nothing new. This virus is nothing new. This question, makeup, it is nothing new. It's mentioned in our early uh, school biology book. But what's consistent about this virus is ability to survive. Now, understanding the – and also understanding why it's so important, everybody should be vaccinated. The vaccines are excellent. They're working. Why do they work? I'm going to explain why they work and also why it seems to be this Delta virus. When, you know, when you develop this vaccine, you sort of fool the body to develop antibodies. And that's what the body does with the health of vaccination. But also what those antibodies do, they uh, – what we talk about, the uh, how the um, spike – Protein on this virus on this virus actually get into the cells by uh, by by affecting the body and body build all these antibodies and body, the antibodies cover this fat uh, protein that causes these viruses to enter into the cells. Now the question is: well, This virus is a continually multiplying, identifying how to survive. Now the question is: If you receive vaccine, why is it some in the may breakthrough? No, all vaccine not 100 percent, but the major benefit proven by individuals being hospitalized is that the vaccines are very effective in preventing the complication like hospitalization and even death. Why, and why is that secure? Because those antibiotics have covered that spike. And the question would be, this virus this, um, is not sitting by what it was right now. 
there was a discussion about them even follow up to this Delta then. But what's happening, this virus is, is, is really deadly. It's a way to uh, spread, spread through the body, including uh, young individuals. But the question about why uh, the protection from the vaccine, the vaccines that have actually been, the way they design the vaccines on a large scale that is covering the spike very effectively. But so the, the individuals who have not been vaccinated, vaccinated, this spike is wide open. No stopping to it, it, it enter in. Now, the discussion about why someone might have had the vaccine and might be breaking through, this virus right now, you're still protected from the vaccine covering the antibiotics on those spikes. But this vaccine, this, uh, this Delta virus had not figured out how to break through those spikes, uh, those antibiotics completely. But I would say give it time because it is, it is finding a way to continue to be aggressive. And so the major discussion be in education should be around this Delta virus and how is it, how is it doing, how is it working, how is it being effective, and what can we can expect in the future. Now we are contrary to that. Unvaccinated. Uh, it reported that they unvaccinated. Um, uh, 97% of the, the COVID virus of hospitalized people who are unvac- unvaccinated. That's 97%. And we in a country, we are, we are 80, 83% uh, saturated with the Delta virus now. So the major issue, wherever anyone goes, any group, any organization, uh, they need to be vaccinated. My hat go off, my hat go off to the uh, American Medical Association and also the American Nursing Association are requesting all their physicians and all their nurses to be vaccinated. And I'm waiting for all those healthcare professionals to do likewise. The Pharmaceutical Association, the Physical Therapy Association, any healthcare professional that's interacting with, uh, with, with anybody should be vaccinated. I'm waiting for the, for the Walmarts and waiting for uh, Walgreens and all of the CVSs. Anyone, any healthcare professional that's interacting with the public should be vaccinated. And the, these organizations need to step forward and make sure their individuals will do that. Hopefully the hospitals at some point will become that, and also hopefully somewhere the schools will do that. But, of course, you know, they have recommended the mass. But mass is very important because that's the prior to getting vaccination. That's the way. That's one of the ways to prevent this virus from getting inside the body. So what has happened is relaxing, not the mass and all that, has really been so this virus being able to penetrate. Not normal who receives vaccination or not. Major issue and we a major concern was to go back to school. So I just want to say we need to focus on this virus, this virus is very serious in every event you have and no one should have pictures showing groups without masks on. That's any organization who approach do not have someone take a picture of you, whatever you're doing and nobody with masks on. That's sending a very <laughs> negative image out to individual we're talking about, talking to take exactly. They said, well, we saw so-and-so, so-and-so on TV. They supposed to represent us, and they didn't have masks on. So I'm telling every organization, if you get before camera, do not have let them take a picture, the whole group unmasked. That's a that's negative. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a point that shouldn't very be out there. So I tell all organizations do that. And for all your meeting discussion about the virus, the Delta virus. Very good, very good. Thank you for that, uh, Dr. Uh, Hagney. You are absolutely 100%. And I, what, what I'm going to ask uh, Ms. Rihanna, if she would pull up, and she may have already pulled up, how many people 
have died of COVID. We need to see what that number is now. And then how many uh, people who have died of, of the vaccine? And as Dr. Uh, Dr. Hagney so eloquently stated, that we can have a breakthrough because nothing is 100%. And let me just share with you, for those people who out there that are listening who take hypertensive drugs, hypertensive drugs may or may not bring that blood pressure down because nothing, no drug is 100%. And we got some good drugs out there. And we've had this discussion on our, our shows that, that what, what may be a good drug uh, for somebody else, if you're allergic to it, it no longer becomes a good drug for you. And aspirin is a great drug, but it's not a great drug for me. Amoxicillin is a great drug, but that's not a good drug for me because I have allergic reactions to those two drugs. So, uh, so let Let's take a look at, uh, Ms. Rihanna, if you have that pulled up. And then we want to look at the fact of those who have passed away are normally people 60 years plus and older, and some of them may have some uh, some. Uh, some, some other disease process that's going on, some underlying issue that they may be experiencing. But as Dr. Hagney says, you can have, we can have a breakthrough. And, yes, we have had a breakthrough. But our numbers, uh, for, as far as breakthroughs are concerned, don't look anything, I'm talking about anything, like what our numbers are for those unvaccinated people who have died of COVID-19. Go ahead, Ms. Rihanna, if you have any statistics or any data uh, for us on uh, on COVID-19 and the Delta variant in particular. Go ahead. Well, I've seen that uh, we've had a, a 610,000 deaths in the United States from COVID uh, since the beginning of this pandemic. Um, and then I have found that uh, data from May shows that breakthrough infections in fully vaccinated people accounted for fewer than 1,200 of more than 107,000 COVID-19 hospitalizations. So that's about 1.1%. And only about 150 of the more than 18,000 COVID deaths in May were in fully vaccinated people. So about uh, 0.8% or five deaths per day on average. Um, uh, the Let's see, about 45 states are reporting breakthrough infections. Uh, some are more aggressive than others. And then um, for the Delta variant, let me go back to that page. Sorry, everybody. Okay. Specific for the Delta variant. Sorry, I've got about a million tabs open and I've lost my Delta page. One, <laughs> one second, everybody. Um, and while I'm trying to pull that or find that, uh, Dr. Hagney, I'm so glad that you said what you said about uh, people, you know, don't take, don't get a, a photo op, don't get a picture taken for those professionals without a mask because I'm hardly seeing anybody around here in masks. We need that direction from medical professionals. That's just such an important point, and I'm glad that you made that point. Mm-hmm. Also, I like the, the hats off to the um, VA administration. There you uh, go. Yeah. That's for my you know, there you go. He made a <laughs> he made a statement that was so important. You know, he was saying, you know, we're supposed to protect our veterans, 
And, yeah. of course, they've had some incidents where there have been some uh, exposure. He said when a veteran comes into our facility anywhere, they need to know they're protected. And we can't assure that if we, if I, if our employees are not vaccinated. So, so he yeah. said everybody in the vet, vet, VA system medically will be vaccinated. There was a date set, but I just might have to go off to him. It's uh, September, I believe it's, I think it's September the 1st. It's going to be uh, within within a short bit. And and thank you for bringing that out, Dr. Hagley, because that's crucial. And I'm going to share this with you. When I was uh, on, and I'm still on that board at the VA there in Dallas, but however, because of COVID, I have not been back. But what I would say in our meetings is that, and this was to the physician who runs the hospital and all the people, how is it that we're going to be a hospital that's teaching good health care to our veterans and to our people, period, in this country, that we're going to have a smoking booth for them to go outside and smoke on cigarettes and they got hypertension, diabetes, and all of the cancer and all of those other issues. How are we going to provide a place for them? No more smoking. We are now a smoke-free hospital. We don't have those booths set up anymore that they can go outside and smoke. That's ludicrous, especially for a medical institution. So we're blessed that they're stepping up to the plate. And so go ahead, Dr. Hagney, and maybe you can yeah. get some more people to step up to the yeah. Go ahead. See, the other, you know, other health care organizations, you know, it's thankful they began to revert back what they were taught in medical school, whatever medical school, whatever biology were taught. Uh, and in our health care professionals, they are protectors. You know, they they have to step up. That's why I hope I'm the other groups will step up. You know, for example, pharmacists, you can't be going and giving someone a vaccination. You have not been. You know, you have not. So that's what I'm saying. The CVSs and Walgreens and all these places. When you think about it, I hope other, every other healthcare professional, I hope they follow suit of the American Medical Association, American Nursing Association. I'm talking about the yeah. pharmaceutical groups, the physical therapy groups, all these groups yeah. who are inter- interacting with a patient, the long-term care facilities. How can you be a healthcare professional and interact with someone in the public, and you yourself have not been vaccinated. That just that just makes no sense, you know. So I hope no. everybody follows suit tomorrow. I hope all the national organizations will follow AMA and A and A suit, and we'll see it across the news tomorrow. That's including CVS, Walgreens, American Pharmaceutical Association, and all of them. Okay, great, good deal. So, Ms. Brianna, we have about four more minutes on our COVID. So, uh, would you go ahead and give us some stats? on what you've discovered mm-hmm. on uh, COVID-19 and whatever. Go ahead. Um, the, well, the, uh, as Dr. Hagney mentioned, the Delta variant now accounts for 83% of the sequenced COVID-19 cases in our country and in parts of the country with low vaccination rates. It may be responsible for up to 90%. Uh, and we know that 99.5% of COVID deaths are among people at this point who are unvaccinated. And as Dr. Hagney has mentioned this uh, several times, um, and I've mentioned it as well, just to remind everybody that the specifically the, this Delta variant, for example, was able to come about because we have a high unvaccinated population. This, that's why it, it's so important to get us vaccinated quickly because that lessens the chance that this virus has to grow into or morph into this, into something different. And this Delta variant is the most transmissible 
variant that we've seen of of um, I believe it was the SARS because uh, this right. is a SARS variant, if I have that correct, um, and right. of the SARS um, branch of viruses, so far the Delta variant is extremely highly transmissible, and they're now concerned that it's being transmitted um, even though people who are fully vaccinated aren't necessarily getting it at high rates. They are getting it, and it may not be as deadly to them, but there's concern that they are uh, transmitting the virus at higher rates than just regular COVID-19. There wasn't a real you know, high scare factor that our public health officials were having that that vaccinated people were transmitting the virus to unvaccinated people. That's not the case with this Delta variant. So um, just the faster we can get the more people vaccinated, the less chance we have of something worse than this Delta variant growing out of this virus. Every opportunity this virus has to grow and change and mutate and get bigger and badder, it will do so. And the, the less chance that we'll have of doing that if we're all vaccinated. Well, this is a pandemic. This is a pandemic okay. among the unvaccinated. I said this is a pandemic yeah, among the unvaccinated. There you go. And I got a relative that's amongst, that, that's amongst all of that. And, 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 and it's kind of painful to watch because, see, her thing is, she knows somebody that died from taking the vaccine. That, that was, I mean, she said, a friend of her died from taking it. And I, was, and I, I explained to her what you just said. I said, yeah, but look, uh, from COVID versus how many died from the vaccine, you know. Right. And yeah, right. yeah, you know. I, you know. So, anyway, it, it's just kind of painful to watch. You know, she, got, she, she got a grandson somewhere. So, I just told her, I said, you know, you be sure you hmm. take, care of, you know, take care of him and you know, make sure he don't, you know. Yeah. And may I jump in for a second to say what we're going to have to be able to say to our individual family members and friends and all of those who say, I know somebody died of, uh, of uh, the vaccine, and we got to say, I know somebody died of aspirin. I know somebody died of uh, amoxicillin. Yeah, right. I know somebody mm-hmm. died of this drug. Mm-hmm. I know somebody died of high blood. Ms. Rihanna, can you go and pull up some statistics of some other? Are there any, is there anybody in I, this country who have died of any, other, any drugs? any drugs of any kind. You can be allergic. You can have an allergic to react, a reaction. Dr. Hagney can tell you he's a drug man. Yes. And, and then yes. you can turn around and have, go into anaphylactic shock, yes. and you can be gone mm-hmm. out of here in a matter of minutes right. unless somebody gets to you quickly. Am I right about it, Dr. Hagney? That's right. Well, how, that's right. How, many, how many people have died of ignorance, though? You know, and that's what's going on right so, now. Well, there you go. <laughs> now, come right. on now. Come on. Mm-hmm. Now, now right. you brought it right on down. You brought it home right there. Yeah, right Mr. Allen, if you have any well, anything else on any drugs of any kind, you, you can just pick well, one. Well, there, there are go ahead. Three thousand. There are three thousand deaths a year from aspirin, uh, and think yeah. about Rye syndrome. Before we knew not there to you. give aspirin to babies uh, and children under the age of twenty-one, I believe it is. Uh, people mm-hmm. died of Rye syndrome. Um, people have die of. Um, having the same allergy that you have to amoxicillin, for example, because the penicillin uh, test to see if you're allergic, there's, I believe, a 2 to 5% rate of people who will show that they don't have an allergy to it, and they'll be right. given penicillin and they'll die. 
Okay. So there can be any drug, anything that you put into your body, whether it's food or drugs or chemicals of some kind, can have any reaction if you take it at the wrong time with the wrong other chemical or drug or food. Or there's right. a risk in every single thing. And a lot of these deaths of people who say, oh, I know somebody who died from the COVID vaccine, um, a lot of those are older people who actually had COVID uh, and That's had right. a hard case of COVID, and they haven't gotten completely over it. And oh, then they've yeah. been given the vaccine, and mm-hmm. it's too it's too much. It's, um, right. you know, it, it's just it's too much on them. Their body wasn't... Yeah. Uh, completely over it to begin with. So that's a lot of those cases. And it's a low number of cases where that's yeah, happening. How do we break through? Hey, well, 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 help me break through with my cousin. Uh, what I need to do? Do I need to? Well, what I need to do? Break. Go out there and. No, I'm not there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well give it, just, we have to educate uh, people, uh, Mr. Arthur, and just let them know that probably they never stop to think about. Uh, the things that we talk about on this show, how people in, you can be alert. And Miss Rihanna, just let us know you can be right. allergic to a food. To That's food. right. That's right. You can be allergic. Right. To. I mean, there is, uh, let, let me just tell you that if I, if I carried one of my sorority sisters to a uh, seafood place and she got a whole yeah. uh, shellfish of any kind, she would go into shock immediately. We, she has to tell right. people every time we go out to restaurants, well, I, you got to prepare my food separately from all the rest of the people if it's a seafood place or, you know, mm-hmm. or they have seafood. It doesn't have to be a seafood place, but if they, if they prepare seafood, if they serve seafood, you got to be right. careful with, and after you find out what your allergies are, food allergies. Right. People are allergic to right. egg. Egg is, is supposed mm-hmm. to be a perfect food, right? Mm-hmm. But there are some people right. allergic to it. Uh, so we microscopic have to bread mold, or we're in water that you swim Pe- in. I mean, peanut butter, that. peanut butter, and all that. Yeah, peanut, yeah. peanut butter yeah. is a big one. That's right. That people have allergies mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So we just have mm-hmm. to keep educating. Okay, so um, that's that's our subject for tonight. I mean, that's our lesson for tonight on uh, COVID nineteen, and we're going to uh, bounce back. But anytime anybody has any questions, if they send them in uh, to our uh, Miss Rihanna, you can put out there how people can send inf- uh, uh, questions, questions in to find out any yes, information because we have we have about ninety, probably about ninety eight to ninety nine percent of the answers for anything related to this uh, COVID-19, because as Dr. Hattie said, here's uh, a question. it's not, yes, sir, go right ahead, sir. Here's a question for Dr. Hagney real quick before we move off the subject for another 30 seconds, uh, and I know the answer, but I want him to uh, use his expertise to answer it in more of a, a medical term. Uh, what about the ingredients of the vaccine, Pfizer and uh, Pfizer, Johnson, Johnson, all the different uh Vaccines. I mean, there are concerns. People have concerns about the ingredients. What do we know about that? Well, see, that's that's one of the major myths out there. Uh, the young lady yeah. really researched on Moderna, explained that there are discussions about uh, uh, items in there with a, a tracer that you can track us, you can trace us, and there are problems. You know, all that all that misinformation. They those those are when you develop these vaccines, they are pure substances and they don't increase 
myths about uh, and all those. Those are all myths. We have done an excellent job in research and see if we look at these drugs and design, I mentioned earlier on your biology, looking at the MRI, how those things, how MRI work and DNA work and all that, and that's how they developed it. Also, that's very effective against the uh, against the uh, exactly the uh, virus because that's also how the virus is being able to manipulate and space of time. But no, they are there's including any of these earthquakes or like that because they're pure substances that they develop. So no, there's nothing added to these vaccines that would cause you cause you harm. Now, like we said earlier, if you're allergic to anything, that that would be a factor. But you know that uh, nothing is 100 percent when you're doing that. But no, that's I, that's my answer. That they they were very cautious, very expertise, and they were developing these exact things and uh, the natural sources they use and all that. So yes, I, that was they're safe. Their manufacturing uh, nothing was incorporated in them that that would be harmful intentionally. Hey Doc. Hey, 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 Doc, all I, I want to say is, and, I, and my cousin, I can hear her now, she say, but my friend died from the vaccine. Well, yeah. that's another thing. What what did her friend, what did her friend, what did her friend really die from? There you go. Early, there was, you go. Was it, you know, you know, death nurses. She probably don't know what a friend, she probably don't know. Oh, look here, look here. I don't well, think, right. what can you tell you about? They're not thinking like that. They ain't thinking about. Oh, well, right. well, you, you know, they think well, about my friend died, and I'm saying mm-hmm. that that's that's like a lot of thing that we're having to have that's to it. deal with her well, because I don't know, want to shame her. I don't want to shame into it. No, no, you know, and make it a draw and nothing like that. And, and so you know, it's just kind of a you know thing well, to watch. Just, and a lot of people probably dealing with it. And uh, you yeah, know, I just say you know what people need. You know, our human body, we all are different. Biologic guy, I mean, it's all different. You know, and that's why I tell when we need to design drugs or treatment therapy, you don't cookbook and treat everybody the same. But we already alluded right. to there are different allergies, there are different reasons, there are age factors. There's all sorts mm-hmm. of factors in there. And that's why FDA and their, and their research and, and developing drugs, they go through all those checks and balances, uh, Individuals are well represented in all these clinical trial studies because they learned their lesson by not including everybody. But then uh, you, you can't make a perfect drug. So and so therefore, when someone dies, you mm-hmm. have to look at total reason why did they die. It's because someone dies. It's very easy to say someone dies. That's why you have pathology, and that's why you do have autopsy to determine why someone did die. You know, if it, if that was that, you know, like we say, uh, nothing's 100 percent. So uh, the Americans take more medication than any other nation in the world. So it's not. Hey, uh, we're going to say to the Republicans. What we're going to say to Republicans. We're going to say to Republicans. I what you're going to say to Republicans. Can I jump in and answer that question? May I just have a second, if you don't mind? The Republicans are at the front of the line taking the vaccines. Don't you be fooled by that. Now, I, let, let me That's throw a little right. monkey wrench in there just, just quickly, and then Ms. Rama is going to have something that she may talk to us uh, about. I think it's still in regards to COVID. What, what I hear more than anything about what is in 
uh, the vaccines because let's face it, none of us, unless we were standing in that research line uh, doing that study, unless we're the chemists and the scientists and the researchers and all that, we don't know what's in, we don't even know what, I can't even begin to tell you what's in aspirin or amoxicillin. I haven't even studied it that, to that point to look at it. Now, now, if I have to have an antibiotic, of course, now I go in detail and look to see if there's anything that I think I may be allergic to when they're giving me an antibiotic. But here's the real mm-hmm. kicker right here. And, and many people were not even born during this time, number one, and they don't really know the full story. All they've heard is the Tuskegee experiment. Right. Yeah, it was, un- right. it was unethical. It should not have ever happened. People were not given, uh, uh, the black men did not know they were being injected uh, with anything uh, that would give them a sexually transmitted disease. It happened in 1946 to 1948. What I also bring out when I'm talking about this is that we have, think about this, we have black people, black women, black physicians, who, black female physicians who have been at the forefront of these, um, mm-hmm. uh, these vaccines that have studied it, that have been a part if you Google right now, you're going to pull up uh, one of the most important people that had a lot to do with making uh, some of these vaccines. And so, but in 1946 and in 1948, when uh, all of this happened, nearly, what, uh, almost a thousand, what, seven, eight hundred men and women, they were prisoners and mm-hmm. uh, soldiers and all of that mental health uh, patients. It was wrong what America did. And, and, I understand that, but we're in a new day, a different day now, right? And so mm-hmm. we have people that are watching over and people who are legitimate and ethical, morally sound people who are helping to make those drugs. I just wanted to bring that part out because I hear yeah. that more than and, I hear anything about Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. And, 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 and just for the record, just for the record, now after, now after that one, yeah, I believe it was in the fifties. They they did they had another study in uh, yeah. in Connecticut. I think it was at Connecticut University where they yeah. where they experimented yeah. with uh, uh, nuclear stuff and all kinds. I mean, that's right. That's right. So, so that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. The one that you hear most about is the Tuskegee one, right? Yeah. A, a lot of people yeah. don't even you know I, I near, you know we because we read about all these things and, and and keep up with what's going on but i have never heard not one person who have talked to me about this have ever said anything about the, the nuclear study but go ahead Ms. Rihanna. i think you have something else for us this is important well, what so you, if we go past our go ahead mm-hmm. sorry go ahead. well everything everything that you just said um actually has to do is a good segue for the last point that i personally wanted to make on this uh no, and and I in no way mean to shame anyone for uh, not being um, able to discern, you know, an anecdotal thing that they see, uh, you know, between that and data or anything like that, because we are really, really, really weak in this country on teaching scientific literacy. If we had a more scientifically literate population, and again, I don't mean, I'm not calling people illiterate, but we don't have great scientific literacy. If we did, then people would have a a better grasp on uh, how to look at various data 
and make more informed decisions to um, to, to look at uh, the scientific process, a basic handle on, you know, the scientific process of, of how viruses work, for example, and the, the efficacy of vaccines, the benefit of vaccines. Um, we don't fall for uh, a lot of the propaganda that is um, really fueling some of this vaccine hesitancy. Um, we don't fall for as much of that kind of propaganda when we're more scientifically literate. So here's an opportunity for all of us to get involved in your local school boards <laughs> and make yes. sure that you are pushing for more scientific literacy, for better uh, teaching of critical thinking skills in every single school and make sure that the standards uh, for for STEM and for critical thinking and all of that are really high at your school. Wherever you can fit your foot in that door and, and push for, for something, push for scientific literacy and critical thinking skills to be taught in your school. Very good. Mm-hmm. Excellent, Very good. Mr. Rihanna. Good. And, I, and I can tell you this. We have people like Tucker Carson and those uh, those guys over there on Fox News that's giving that misinformation uh, on yeah. the vaccines, but they were at the front of the line getting the vaccines a long time ago, yeah. but they're, they're giving that's out. Right. So it's such a hypocrite, right, that they would do mm-hmm. such as that because they're playing with the lives of people. And it's, it's, now, it's just makes me very... How about that Alabama governor? How about the Alabama governor? The Alabama governor? Yeah, that oh, that was shocking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, going, I'm going. She just sit here. She just sit here and did the food. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, unmask mm-hmm. everybody when they hadn't did nothing. Then to my, well, right. if some people ain't vaccinated, causing the problem. I'm going, boy. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Well, we can we can talk about this for all the rest of the evening, but we do have some other things that we do want to cover. But you guys have done amazing uh, in covering uh, this information out there that we have to. Uh, be vigilant in getting out there to uh, the community so that we can, at at some point in time, uh, we're, we're tired of masks. We're tired of all that. I get it, and I understand fully, but we're also tired of seeing people dying uh, from this COVID-19 and then now this raging Delta yeah. variant. So thank you guys so much for all that great information. So now let's jump mm-hmm. over, and I think we covered everything that I wanted to see us cover on that. So let's let's jump back and bring back in uh, Pastor Cooper, <laughs> and let's let's focus a little bit on our issues that are going on here in Texas uh, with our legislators who are still there. And unfortunately, and see that goes to show you that that you can be fully vaccinated and still mm-hmm. uh, that that little four or five percent can sneak in there and you can have that breakthrough because we know that we have six of our legislators who tested positive. Yeah. But if you remember very little discomfort, very light and mild symptoms. They just put them in, uh, put them in um, quarantine. They didn't have to go to the hospital. They didn't have to get on a ventilator. They didn't have to do any of those things. They just had to quarantine. And then what's going on all over the world right now? The Olympics, right? Are we having people who are testing positive yeah. in the Olympics that are not able to participate? So we know that it's out there. It's strong. So, but... Uh, Pastor Cooper, let's talk, and everybody, let's talk a little bit about what is happening with our people uh, here in uh, our legislatures. And so we know that starting on, I believe, the 28th through the 31st, uh, every single day, 
uh, there's going to be a rally, and that rally, uh, now Pastor Cooper can, can let us know exactly. It sounds like, it looks like, and I was, I was on the Zoom with, uh, with Dr. Barber, and it looked like that each day, Okay, there's going to be a rally each day, right? But on on that 31st is where it's going to be a walk ride, walk ride, 50 miles outside of Austin in Georgetown to walk ride, walk ride all the way into Austin to the Capitol. So, Pastor Cooper, can you tell us if on those other days, the 28th, 29th, 30th, that that the rally, the early morning rallies that start around 8 o'clock in the morning, will those be in Georgetown or will those be on the Capitol in Austin, Texas? Those are going to be in Georgetown until the 31st. As a matter of fact, on the okay. uh, 27th, I think is the day that it starts, uh, where they're going to be at Christ Lutheran Church, 510 uh, Luther Drive, Georgetown, Texas. Uh, the program will be outside. I think that's going to be that evening, and then the march starts the 28th through the 31st. And they're going to do about four or five miles per day. Okay, very good. So then I, the last time I was on that Zoom, and it was a lot of questions, and they were talking about, uh, well, people, I know that there's going to be uh, uh, first aid stations along the way with food and water and so forth and all of that for those walkers. Uh, but say, for example, I don't know when the buses are going to look, if there are going to be buses there, I'm sure that there are going to be people. Now, these are there's not going to be uh, paid for buses, so we're looking at uh, getting a bus here in Tyler, and, uh, and, and I'm looking for a person to oversee that bus uh, since I can't be on that bus to go because of all of the commitments that I do have here all the way through to uh, August the 2nd. But, but Pastor Cooper, will they need housing and stay? And, and, and of course, I'm sure that they're going to have to have somewhere to stay. So where would they get their housing in, in uh, Georgetown or, or just exactly where, since everything is going to start each morning in Georgetown, is it recommended that those who are going to stay down there for all the days should get their hotels there in Georgetown? Pastor Cooper. Yeah, it, it, all along the way, uh, there have been hotels uh, earmarked uh, along the side there for the march. Uh, it, it's not provided. You have to provide yourself. What the thought is is that since it's a four-day event, I think four days, if my math is correct, uh, correct. that a lot of people are not going to stay overnight and remain throughout because, like yourself, they're very busy. So some people are choosing which days that they can drive in and stay or, or do a drive and turn around. There are some people that are staying. Uh, I understand there are some people that are doing tents along the way. Uh, but uh, it's just what's, what's ever good for you and your group uh, is it, what the, the thought is. Okay, so I like that I like that tent thing. We, we, we're used to a building a tent. So now where exactly are there locations where they can earmark, where we have earmarked where people can build a tent just in case that they uh, bring their things and build a tent and sleep in their tents and so forth? Are there places, parks, or whatever that are earmarked for people yes. to be able to do that, okay? Uh, along along the route, yeah, exactly. They're along the route, okay. they, they would be earmarked. And uh, there's security that's provided. Uh, yes. there, there's, I mean, it's a plethora of security. I can just put it that way. 
because and what a lot of people don't know is that there was a threat on Dr. Barber's life telling him not to come to Houston to preach yesterday. I'm so, not uh, yeah, so we're lifting him up, but we also, we're wise. Uh, we believe in prayer, but as Dr. Uh, uh, Freddie Haynes said, we are, we are putting feet to our prayers, and we're praying with our feet. And, but we're also praying and, and, and utilizing the things that's available to us, and security will be available along the route. Well, I'm glad you brought that in, uh, Pastor Cooper, and we're going to bring the others in and let them have some dialogue on this because uh, obviously we know uh, all of us, except Ms. Rihanna, uh, live in, in Texas. And so, uh, so what I tell people all the time is, okay, we've got to have prayer. But once we get up off of our knees, if you were able to get down on your knees, and once you finish, the, when the prayer is over, the work starts, okay? So yeah, like amen. Dr. Frederick Haynes says, we have to work. And we have to work infatigably hard because this is a serious matter. And we got to jump in there and make sure that our rights, our civil rights, that our ancestors fought for back in the day all the way up to when. And why, why are even we having to still be discussing uh, the voters' rights? And we know that it ends after a period of time, and it's unfortunate that this happens. Yes. So. That's Jump in, anybody, and and, uh, and and Pastor Cooper. I don't know if you have anything else, and then we'll go to Mr. Arthur, and then we go to uh, um, we'll go, go to ahead. Dr. Hagney. Yeah, yes, go go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Any any regards to that? Yeah, and I don't know if you're going to be able to get down there or not. Go ahead. First of all, I want to say that that's the, the Bastrop County, uh, L and Georgia. Uh, that's where my grandpa and grandma are from. So that's my oh, is that uh, that's right? my home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's where home. my peeps. From down that area. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. I had an uncle that got hung from what I understand. He got hung down in that area, down in Taylor, yeah, Texas, yeah, down that area. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. uh, 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 my, oh, I want to ask you this question. Now, uh, are they going to stop in? Are they going to stop in different towns along the way uh, to the thing? Or how is that going to work? Are they going to just march a specific amount of miles and stop? I mean, it's going to be. They're going to go about four go. miles, four miles per day, and then they'll start the next morning again at eight. Uh, AM each day as they move along okay, the so, journey. And I think it's, 20, so it about, sounds like it's about 23 four, miles. At the end of those four miles will be a tent, so will be a, right. a station set up. Stations. So Water provided along the way. Right. They'll be through with them. They'll be through with the march about what, about noon every day? About noon they'll be through? Yeah, it's about, it's about a three and a half hour, four hour, because they're going to take their time. You know, they don't want to exhaust people. Uh, so it's about four yeah, four miles is what I'm told today. Twenty three mile journey. Yeah, about okay. a mile an hour. About a mile an hour. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then right. will we still have the vehicles following behind the walkers? And 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 where? My question, as I guess, needed. would be where as need. Okay, so will these walkers be walking in the streets? Um, forty five, thirty five, rather. No, where, was, where will they walk? Uh, along the way. And, I, 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 didn't know, be, I didn't know if they were going to have one side of interstate shut down or not. Well, uh, a lot of the details uh, is going to be given out there, and I'm going to just tell you guys what, what I'm feeling from all of this. This is just me okay. now. A lot of the details that you're asking, and you all are very aggressive and <laughs> intelligent <laughs> people. You can't tell us. Uh, but there, 
Yeah, but the, okay, yeah, so but that's, let, let me tell you. Right now. Well, let okay, me tell you. It's not that. It's just that you got to understand what I just said earlier, and you have to read into it. I do. Uh, I do. His life was threatened yesterday. So yeah. there's too much detail out there, and not given unless you're part, participating when you uh, show up on arrival. Then that's too much detail for the enemy. We need to have Dr. Barber somewhere else in total. We, we need to protect him. Right. Uh, we need to protect right. uh, uh, Dr. Right. Uh, Dixon. We need to tech, protect right. uh, Dr. Frederick Haynes. Those are some of those yeah. front at the front of the line. We need to protect uh, Michael right. Cooper. They're out, they're out yeah. front at the front of that line out there. So uh, yeah. sometimes we, you may have to send the uh, – uh, send the uh, you may you may have to be in the command. In other words, uh, in right. the military, you may be in the command center, yeah. and then your troops may yeah. be out there on the on the on Amen. the block. We may be out there in the field, right, uh, carrying out the, uh, the message and the command from the command center. So he needs to be fear. hidden somewhere. Else. Go ahead. Sheriff, you know, sometimes you got to leave. Well, no, we understand you're going to have a, a leader out there. You're going to have lead, but I'm right. not. No, 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 uh, He's a four-star, five-star general. Yes, if you went, you forgot to with Dr. Barber. You put you put all of them up in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't put yeah. no. No, I said Frederick Haynes, and I said Dr. Bishop, uh, uh, Bishop uh, Dixon, Bishop and Dixon, I said yeah. Mike. Yeah. And we certainly going to protect Michael Cooper. So those are the ones that I said. Now protect, I know that that that's a joke. And now, now, when you're walking out there, who are you going to see first? You're going to see Michael Cooper because he's standing yeah, above that everybody. Head on. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, Go we, and we're fine, and we're great with that. And y'all, and trust me, there's no one in there. Uh, and, and, and Dr. Uh, Barbara has shoulders that are broad enough that, that he's standing mm-hmm. on giant shoulders, but he is a giant that's living. And so we are protecting yeah. it. But at the same time, there's no spirit of fear, uh, but there is wisdom. No. And, and so that's there why a go. lot of these details are not released the way that you, we normally would uh, on purpose. Correct. So if you show up, you Correct. will have lots of details. Matter of fact, y'all, listen, this is not just stopping here. And we partner w- w- with the uh, – Push for Democracy. Uh, we partner yeah. with Rainbow Push Coalition. We partner with yeah. the uh, uh, Tops. We partner with Texas Black Coalition. Yes. We partner with Coalition so many Black folks. That's how we are able to. Mm-hmm. Do, yeah, Black Democrats. Right. Uh, that, that's the reason why we're becoming more and more successful. I mean, when, when right. uh, oh, I'm supposed to have a call tomorrow night with Reverend Jesse Jackson. He's excited and ignited by the energy that is coming out of Texas. Whatever yeah. the enemy meant for evil, God is turning that thing around for good. Sure good enough, is coming sure out enough, of this. Sure uh, oh, enough. yeah. Oh, I thought you started speaking in tongues. Come on, somebody. So, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I only speak English. Hey, 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 Mike. Hannah, Nana, Nana, Nana. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You better stop. Ours, I'm coming after you. Uh, August the 2nd, <laughs> uh, we're, we're joining Reverend Jesse Jackson in uh, uh, Washington, D.C., that same group where we're going. We're trying to send at least 2,000 out there. So if you want to be a part of that, that's clergy, members, uh, uh, concerned citizens. Right. We, we're looking for you to fly out there. 
We spent two days. Y'all, the other thing, too, is this. When we finished yesterday, and I'm going to plug myself for a second because I, I stay meditating. I stay in fasting and prayer. That's how I keep my weight down. Now, I don't do it on purpose. But that's how it happens. And some things have right. to go by praying and fasting. So, And I do that. And uh, yesterday, we also have to give. Yesterday, Bishop James Dixon took up an offering. Now, watch this. He took up an offering after Dr. Uh, William Barber said that uh, you should not give an offering to your pastor. Dr. William Barber said this. I didn't say this. So y'all don't get mad at me. Get mad at him. He said, do not give mm-hmm. money to your pastor if he's not doing anything. My God. Mm-hmm. He, 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 said, he said, don't sell it. Don't, don't. He said, and if you're mad at your pastor and he ain't doing nothing, he said, that's your fault. Leave the church and stop giving to that church. Find your church where you have an active pastor doing something. Now, if, if he's preaching the gospel and doing what he's supposed to do, that's great. But if he's not even preaching the gospel, we have to hold – uh, the church accountable. We have to hold our people accountable. We have to hold ourselves accountable. Uh, we don't always have to go get somebody else to, to uh, run us, to run our city, run our county, run our state. Now, if they want to come alongside, great. Same thing when it comes to uh, the campaign. Y'all, I am, when I read the newspapers and they say, well, mm-hmm. the Democratic Party does not have a, a candidate that's running for governor, I'm going like, what am I? Uh, chop liver? So okay. what they're saying Exactly. What they're saying is that we have not received the uh, 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 accountability of the community. I'm telling you, you have to go to Act Blue, their reputable uh, uh, nonprofit that yeah. takes care of yeah. money, and plug right. in Michael Cooper for, for governor Democrat. 2000. Democrat. Governor, Michael Cooper for governor 2022, and put your money in there securely. I don't care if it's $2. Do it every time you get paid. But when they see those $2 going up, and you have 500,000 people that are putting in $2, guess what? That's a million dollars. So we're there. Yeah. Arthur Fleming said something to me, and he don't think I listened to him. He said, Mike, what we need is uh, small donations. And I started doing math. I love the numbers. The $2 represent a vote. Every time they see $2 in 2000, uh, 2022, uh, you want to put in $22, I don't care. But every two weeks, every time you get paid, drop off $2 into that campaign because then when they start seeing the numbers and well he had 500,000 uh, uh donations that's 500,000 votes we're sending the message then they have to call us to the table their table for now and then our table later but we have to send the message and that message needs to be bought and paid for and, and unfortunately this is their system not our system we want to change the system i think money should be out of politics but until that happens i don't care about two hundred thousand dollars donation i care about your two dollars every two weeks until we make it to March 3rd next year. I'm challenging the listeners on this on this podcast, this Block Talk Radio. Watch it. And it's not for me. But watch, I'm taking my own money. I don't get paid. I'm going to put my business out there. People don't talk about vaccination. I've been vaccinated. People want to talk about salaries. I talk about salaries. I am funded by, by the, the house of Michael Cooper. I have not been on salary for 16 years in my own church because I lay it out there for the people. Same thing with this campaign. I'm paying my own way to go to Washington, D.C. I'm not tweeting my own horn. What I'm saying is that I am not the chicken. I'm the pig. I am committed. Very good. Outstanding. I can relate to that, uh, uh, Pastor Cooper. I know you can. I can relate to that. Absolutely. And the problem that I have is that just as what Pastor Cooper just said, some person says we don't have anybody running for governor. Well, what is he, chopped liver? Yeah. No. They don't pay attention, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put this out here, that black candidates get less money in this country than yeah. anybody, yeah. especially in Texas. 
especially in Texas. Uh, speaking of that, I think we're, I don't know, if it, I, didn't, I didn't know this until this past week that Lee, v. Lee Merritt is running for attorney general in, in Texas. Did you guys know that? Yeah, he lives in Dallas. Yes. He's running for attorney yes. general in yeah, Texas. I, I, knew, I, knew jo, I knew Joe I knew Jaworski was running. It. We've had Joe Jaworski on this show. We've had him on our Thursday yeah. show, didn't we, Miss Rihanna? I think we had him on the Thursday show as well. And so, mm-hmm. but right. I didn't know Lee, yeah, I didn't know Lee Merritt was running until this week. Uh, I don't know why it's not been out there. But it's out, it's out there now. So we're going to bring him on. We're going to bring him on Monday night. We're going to bring him on uh, Thursday and let him talk just like we did uh, Joe Jaworski. Uh, we we got to make this equal until uh, until we, um, you know, of course, we all we all have our own specific candidates that we embrace and we salute right, and we work with. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that whatsoever. Absolutely. So, but, but now we got two Democrats that are running for attorney general. I want somebody to have the seat for attorney general and somebody to have that seat for uh, uh, the uh, the governor, and we know who I want. And mm-hmm. then I want somebody to have that lieutenant governor seat. Uh, we need to change up mm-hmm. everything in this country. We need to encourage and push, and it does take money. Yes, we want money out of yeah. politics. I'm, I'm an advocate to say we, we should earmark X amount of money for every candidate, depending upon what office they run, and then once they use up that money, no more. It's on them. And that yeah. way we keeping it balanced. We're keeping it clear. You can't come back and say, okay, I used up my $300,000 to run for, uh, just say you're running for Congress. And, and that's a small number. I get that. But we put too much money out there. And let's get out there and knock on some doors and talk to some people and register some folks. And not, not uh, because we've got too many homeless people and we've got too many other issues that we need to talk about. Dr. Hagney, any comments well, from you? Go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to jump in there real quick because we also have yeah. a team to pay. Just like uh, after your campaign was over, we donated. After uh, Dr. Uh, Deborah Peoples' uh, campaign was over, we still That's donate right. because we have to pay our staff. And, and so That's what right. happens is that we don't we don't end up with the best staff. Now, I'm not saying volunteer people are not the best staff. I'm just saying that we have to start off with volunteers and then hopefully yeah. add on to the best staff. I have a young lady right now. I'm going to put her name out there, Tracy Burrell, that is taking up the reins and running with them and learning some things. We did a podcast Tuesday, and there was all kind of uh, uh, teletape at the bottom, all kind of graphics, all kind of – and I'm like, I was like, well, I, I need to pay for that. So I am challenging us to take care of us, and that includes all Democrats, Republicans, Independents, and Tea Party, because we need all of those voters, because I see their friends that I've known forever that's Republican, they cannot stand what Greg Abbott is doing. And so I am reaching out. I'm not just saying East Texas. I'm saying all listeners, all voters, all people, and especially the conservative African-American uh, uh, Baptist pastor that's been voting conservative, meaning that he didn't vote for uh, uh, Donald Trump. I am saying we need your vote, but I also need your $2 every two weeks so that I can pay people like Tracy Burrell because they deserve it. Very good. Okay, well put. Dr. Hadney, comments. We didn't lose Dr. Hadley, did we, Ms. Rihanna? Is he gone? I'm mute, Dr. Hadley. Go ahead. I don't say Mike, Mike, I agree with everything you say except the tea party. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Everybody tea (laughs) now. I just want to sip some tea. I like tea. I'm just saying. I I I like like tea tea also. I like tea, but I don't like the tea party. 
<laughs> well, uh, give me an Arnold Palmer, a little lemonade and tea. Okay. <laughs> lemonade and some tea. <laughs> yeah, I just would like to say the young people, Mike Mitch, that are that are really behind the scene. We have a lot of young talent. We need yeah. to start rec- supporting them, recognizing them, because they are our future. You know, and I, 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 yeah, I just thank God for that. So we need to recognize them and identify you know, who they are, and you know, and start thinking about supporting them because someone. Um, they, they may want they, they need to run for a position, put it that way. But yes, yeah, I'm I'm honored to so many young people, so many talented people that we don't know about that's out there. We just need to honor them, recognize them, and honor them. Very good. You're you're right about it. And it's because I say we need every age group. Period. We need every viable body that can yes. get out here and put their boots Absolutely. on the ground and do this work. I don't care yes. what age you are. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I just, I, I don't care. Uh, but yeah, we need, the, we need the, the, night, the teens and we need the 20s and we need the 30s and we need the 40s and 50s Amen. and yes. 70s, all the way up to as far as you can go yeah. and, <laughs> and, and do, this, do this work. And, and because there are so many, there's so many phases to this work, right? Everybody may not mm-hmm. be able to get on a bus and head down, but they can mm-hmm. pay uh, $2.22 every two weeks mm-hmm. or a mm-hmm. one, a one, every three weeks or whatever, or right. they can uh, right. make once some phone calls and say, <laughs> yeah. once a month, that's right. They can make some mm-hmm. phone calls, and they can say, this is going on, and we need you to show up for this, uh, that, that your vote matters. And so we're having this event and having that event and come and support. And if you can't go, give a couple of dollars. I, I have a couple of people that call me this afternoon and says, I can't go on the bus. But if you can get that bus together, I want to make a donation so that we can wow. get our people from East Texas down, down there uh, to Austin, Texas, uh, Bear County or wherever, uh, and Round Rock, um, excuse me, Georgetown, and get them on into Austin to show the people that East Texas is on board. Okay? Yeah. Anything else? Ms. Rihanna, any comments from you? No, I'm, I'm sorry, my fire alarm went off for no reason, so I was dealing with that. I'm okay. sorry. Okay, well, we just, alarm. before we moved, false alarm, okay. Well, we, we want to thank Dr. William Barber and, and Dr. Liz uh, Theosless, is, I think, is that how she pronounces her, Theosphorus, or something like that, Harris. So anyway, she is, I believe, the co-person that's working directly with uh, Dr. Barber now. Do you know exactly who she? I, I, I'm not really familiar with her. That's not the lady that the, the the lady that came and made comments. The Caucasian lady that made comments when we were down there before was it, gentlemen? No, I know that's Stephanie. Yeah, that's a different no, one. Okay. Now that lady on TV. Yeah, you know she she's a national something something something. She's, she's national. Okay, national. I I didn't recognize I didn't recognize her name to be honest. So I I have to Google her so I can read a little bit. She's the co-chair. She's the correct. co-chair. Yeah. Co- correct. Yeah, of the moral uh, resurrection. I just didn't. Re- I didn't. She. I'm sure that she's been on the Zoom. I just didn't until I saw her on the uh, flyer. I, I didn't I did not recognize the name, but maybe maybe they called her Liz, and I didn't realize who she was when we were on some of the Zooms, uh, possibly. 
So, okay then. Well, that's. I think that we have uh, kind of covered that as much as we can cover it because uh, our leader here says that we have to we have to be careful, and we do. We have to be very, very careful because there are some uh, there's some unusual people out there that want to bring hurt and harm to folk, and so we have yeah. to make sure that we we protect and serve. Uh, the people who are uh, leading the pathway along the way for that. So, and then I, I mentioned once again that uh, we have two uh, two gentlemen uh, that's running for attorney general here in in Texas. Uh, I don't know, uh, Pastor Cooper. You can at the end of the show when it's almost time, we'll give you a, a couple of minutes to say what what you want to say in regards to your campaign and how you can keep us up to sure. date on everything. But Lee, everybody sure. knows who sure. Lee Merritt is. He's a, a civil rights attorney. Longtime civil rights attorney uh, lives in Dallas, Texas now, and so uh, now he's going to be running for attorney general. And then, of course, we've had Joe Jaworski on this show, and we know who he is. He's the grandson of Leon Jaworski. So these are two uh, name recognized uh, individuals who are running for that. Because here we talk about we talk about the law and uh, people who are supposed to be setting examples for us. But we know that the guy that we have in that office right now was uh, was. Uh, uh, I think he has a little legal problem, doesn't he? But he still sits in right mm-hmm. in his spot and mm-hmm. has not moved, has not budged from out of that spot. And but I bet you one thing: if Lee Merritt uh, had been Attorney General and he had been mm. accused and carried to the court, well, he never really made it to the courthouse. Did he? Hasn't made it to the courthouse. He hasn't been indicted. We just know that uh, he's got some legal problems going on, but he still sits right there trying to carry people to to the um, uh, to the courtroom, like uh, uh, the gentleman that uh, got out of prison that was off paper, uh, about to get off paper, that that wanted to sit in line for six hours, uh, and, and Mr. Paris and try to uh, try to vote. And, and Minister Major said something very, very, uh, I mean, it was powerful. He said, instead of him saying, uh, reaching out to him and trying to pull him over to the Republican side to get him to vote and say, I'm glad that you stood in line and, and I'm sorry that you had to go through all of what you de- dealt with, but now he want to throw him in jail instead of trying to, to win him over. And so I thought that was uh, pretty profound that uh, that how we operate and that could have been a vote if he had really been smart and reached and worked with that with uh, the attorney general uh, the attorney general worked with him but that's not the way we do it in this country so let me just make if you will allow me a few seconds to make this amazing announcement uh it may be a little early because we're still in the in the processing and working phase but i want everybody out there to know that that we're moving forward to open the doors of our restaurant uh, here in Tyler, Texas. It sits right next to the Texas African American Museum uh, here in Tyler, Texas. It was a, one of the um, black families built it from the ground, opened it up, and stayed open for one year. Uh, the food was outstanding. This, the service was a little slow, uh, but they closed it after one year. And so we, uh, we formulated uh, an investment team, and we were able to get that uh, restaurant, and we're so excited about it. It's going to be, uh, the name of it is A Taste of North 
Delight, D-E, the small D-E, Delight. And so we have some amazing people, some amazing uh, people who've been in this the restaurant business for a long time. They've been in the catering business. They've been managers of restaurants here in Tyler, Longview area. And so we're looking at our opening date. And uh, in, in the first of September, I'm working really, really hard to make sure that that happens. Now we're at the point of getting the restaurant re-cleaned up and everything, and, and, and we, our paperwork is all put together, and we're very excited. So I wanted to share that with you because I'm, I'm just so excited uh, to be able to bring that's going to be our first business because what I said, okay, McKellar, so you're sitting here as the, the um as a city council person, so just go ahead and stay, take that step. And, 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 you know, you're asking people to start businesses and open up businesses in North Tyler. Well, you, mm-hmm. t- you take the initial step. And you jump out there. Wow. And so we pull people together. We have an investment club of 20, an amazing group. We have people out of Houston, people out of Dallas, Fort Worth area that are investors into the restaurant. And so we're pretty, pretty doggone excited about it. So I want to well, share that. Absolutely. So what's on the menu? Absolutely. It's going to be good, clean, no GMOs, good, clean food. We're going to wow. have uh, we're going to have casual and carry out dining during the day. We're going to have fine dining in the evening time. Uh, right now, uh, we, we we will have linen cloths, but we'll probably have a we'll have to have plastic over because so that we can throw the plastic away at at the end of each person sitting down and we we're going to be we still in covid so we have we're going to make sure we're spread out and all that we're just pretty excited about the plans that have been laid out for this restaurant. We'll bring on uh, some of the group uh, later on down the line once we get ready to get it open and everything and let them talk about their experience. And we're meeting every single week, uh, some some by in person and, and the rest of them on Zoom uh, so that we can move on forward. You're going to enjoy the food. It's going to be great food. <laughs> oh. So mm-hmm. that's what's going on in North Tyler, and we got a, t- a couple more other things going on in North Tyler that's going that you're going to be hearing about. And so we just we just decided, okay, we'll do it. We'll work at it ourselves. If we can't get people in here, can't get people in North Tyler, then we start working at it ourselves until we can make that happen. And and, and I'll tell you this quickly: there's a street called Broadway, and Pastor Cooper knows, and and. Um, all of you know, except maybe Mr. Anna may not know, but but it stops north North Broadway stops at Loop 323. I want to see North Broadway go all the way to Interstate 20 and open up wow. North Tyler. I want to see all of that Pastor Cooper that you saw all back behind the the, the museum yes. and the and and the restaurant back there. The restaurant is the one right next door, and so uh, and so that we can annex all of that area yes. and grow north and grow North Tyler. North Tyler, North Tyler is the treasure. There you go. It's the treasure of Tyler. For those of you that don't know, North Tyler began Tyler. That's where Tyler began, right here in North Mm -hmm. Tyler. So it's a treasure. So why don't we promote uh, our area? Dr. Hagney, any comments? And then we're going to move on to that. Yeah, that would be a name changer when Broadway is carried all the way to 20. That's just amazing. Also, that that would definitely uh, open up and develop North Tyler. So had to go off to that, Absolutely. and I see that that being completed. Yes, definitely. 
Okay, very good, very good. Well, the next thing that I kind of want to talk about a little bit, and I don't, I believe that we had, and I can't, Mr. I mean, help me, I don't know if we had, I think it was on this show, yes, it was on this show that we had, remember the Piney Woods School that we had yes. on the show? Yes, okay, so they reached back out to me, and they want to come into Tyler and try to pull some of the young students uh, that would like to go to a boarding, a special uh, high school, boarding school. Some people will call it a boarding school, uh, the, uh, the Piney Woods uh, Promise Academy uh, school there. And they sent me, and I'm going to send this to Ms. Rihanna so that she could put it on our website, but we want to work with them. Um, maybe uh, the Ministerial Alliance as well as some of the other uh, organizations. This is a predominantly uh, African-American school, and we know the story about it. They had an amazing story that they shared with us. Uh, Mr. Clifford, uh, he's a pastor as well, I believe, uh, Pastor Cliff, Cliff Wright out of uh, California, and he is the person, he's the recruiter for the school. And then remember, if you guys will remember, it's an attorney who went to that school as a young child. His, remember, his his parents passed away, and so he went to live with um, with his grandmother or someone or aunt or relative, and then someone came to his church and told him about that school, and he went away and graduated from that school, and then now he's the principal or the uh, president of that school. So I guess you would call him the principal because it's a high school. So he run now, or he runs the uh, the school now. So he says this is my way of giving back to the school that gave so much to me. So you'll hear more about uh, that particular school a little bit later on because we'll work toward bringing. And then once that happens, uh, Pastor Cooper, we hopefully you'll be able to come down and hopefully. Uh, Mr. Arthur will be here, and, of course, uh, Dr. Hadney is already here, so that we can uh, bring them down and let people know about this. There may be some kids who are in CASA or some kids who may be in foster programs. That's why I want to reach out to the foster, yes, to the foster Mm -hmm. program and the uh, uh, CPS and see if there's some kids that are in that program. And we don't want to send them a bunch of problem kids. Of course, they they may, they'll, they'll make an assessment of kids that, you know, that that fit their program. We're going to say that they're not trying to uh, push any specific person away, but everybody doesn't always fit a particular program, right? And that's why you make an assessment of the situation to see if they, in fact, uh, fit that program. So we'll keep everybody up to date on, on everything that's up and coming with that. Any comments from anybody? What a great opportunity. Um, and there are tons of kids Go ahead, in the foster system. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I interrupt? No, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I just wanted to point out there are tons and tons and tons of kids in the foster system who are excellent students despite all of the trials and tribulations that they go through. And I know, Dr. McKellar, you would probably know better than I, but I would assume there would be some grant money or scholarship money that could be available to some of those kids. What an excellent opportunity. And this is a fantastic school. This is not a school for, like you said, for problem kids, uh, but uh, it's an excellent school. And there are, um, that's just a great idea that you had. There are a lot of kids in the foster system that could benefit. 
That's Thank right. You. Well, I, you know, I just think about the kid. Go ahead, Dr. Hagney. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention we sort of added this as a as a uh, as a uh, award for our task force members based on their uh, activities per month. We identify the most active person that's involved with, involved in the community. And so, at the end of the year, our plan is the individual who win more than one time the award trip down to the facility. So this is going to be excellent to talk to them because also we're exposing more information about this. We had that part of our activity contest for the win. We have to talk to them about the cost. Couple one of today down there at that facility because we'll we emphasizing how important it is to not only to the community but it's also in the national school. I'm interested. We kind of lost you, Dr. Hagney. I'm sorry. I was saying we sort of had, can you hear me now? We sort of had that as an activity award for our task force members. Each month we identify a activity that's award-winning activity. So at the end of the year, uh, the one that wins the most uh, contest, we're actually talking about a trip down to this school for a a couple. And that that, that would get our group aware of what they are. And also I'm very interested, their international component down there, and also the the, uh, the food projects they have down there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They grow. I'm glad you yes. brought that in. They grow their own food and see this piney right. wood. Uh, it, it's the it's America's largest historical black boarding school. Mm-hmm. You don't hear mm-hmm. of too many black boarding schools, and, and I think they may be the only one. I think at one time there was another one. I think they may be the only one. Is that right, Miss Rihanna? Go ahead. I, I believe there's only two now. There were four, and okay. now there's okay. Um, might be only two, but unless that other one has already closed down, they may be the only right. one. But they're also completely, not just with food, but with everything, completely self-sustained uh, school. They do every single thing for themselves, like a sort of like an Amish community. I mean, truly, exactly. they do everything, every bit of everything for themselves with ingenuity, you know, with uh, growing food with, you know, scientific innovations, with cultural activities. They are completely um, self, self-sustaining in every way. They have their own little economy. It's awesome. It is really mm-hmm. awesome. And it's about, what, 20 miles south of Jackson, Mississippi, uh, something yeah. like somewhere in there close to Jackson, Mississippi, uh, out there on that farmland. I, I, it just sounds wonderful, and we look forward Very to cool. uh, we look forward to them coming into the city. And we look forward to going out, like Dr. Hackney said, we look forward to going out there visiting. And, and so to answer to Ms. Rihanna's question, uh, question or someone, uh, there is lots of uh, tuition money that is available. That's what they do go around and raise funding so that if there are families who cannot afford, there is a sliding scale according to what your family income is, but if you're not that's if you're able to pay. If you're not able to pay, there's scholarships and financial assistance that's available. And that's what um, right. that's what uh, Pastor Pastor Cliff Wright does is goes uh, across the nation and helps to raise money. Even though he's in California, he's raising money to help to send uh, young black kids to. And their, their graduations are amazing. I mean, it, it's just as Miss Rihanna said, it's an amazing school. Amazing school. So, Pastor Cooper, uh, Mr. Arthur, we want you to come down in here to Tyler, Texas, and help us yes. to promote and, and uh, make make sure that that thing happens and that we can pull a few people. And I talked to them uh, early on today, and 
and they said just find a place uh, where where we can uh, have a few people to come and listen, where we can spread all out and we can we can have a little refreshment, uh, maybe a box lunch to carry out, whatever, whatever, and um, and and. Uh, and, and listen to uh, the presentation. So that's what we're looking for. They can pay a couple hundred dollars or so to uh, to get a place. Uh, maybe we'll give that donation to a church, or or you know, as Pastor Cooper and Mr. Arthur and Dr. Hagney knows, we we have a great time sprawled out out there with our chairs and things yeah. and our tents yeah. set up. And we have <laughs> yes, yes at that, we we know how to put that thing on. We can do it right <laughs> out in the open at the African American museum or in the parking lot of the uh, restaurant we we can we can do it outside in the cool of the evening and uh and let yeah. him do a presentation and go from that and make that donation to the uh, museum or whatever any questions or comments in regards to uh to the piney wood school excited 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 okay. It is it is very exciting. It, it really is, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I, I I know I have a lot of things going on, but let me tell you what I want to promote <laughs> and push that because I think of because I tell you what I think about all of those young kids. Remember, I owned a school for 20 years, and I had those CPS kids, and some of those kids would have they would have fared very well. Like Mr. Anna said, we can pull those children out of foster care. That some of these are good kids that don't cause any trouble. They just had bad situations in their home life. So they're the perfect people who actually that we can help uh, to let them make an assessment of them and send them off to those schools, to that school. Okay. 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 So now let's see, what else do we have left for the evening? How are we going to end this? We know that uh, election 2020. Go ahead. You speak of the house. They still signed arrest warrants for the uh, missing representatives from the state of Texas. See why we right? got to be in Austin. Oh yeah, yeah. See why. I'm, I'm just telling you. Yeah. So so we have see to be why. there. I mean, yeah. 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 And tell us more about that because I hadn't I hadn't heard about that. Well, well I mean I know it was coming, feeling. but right. Okay. Well, he yeah. already he signed a civil warrant for the arrest of state representatives. Phil Cortez and San Antonio Democrat who rejoined his colleagues in Washington, D.C. On, on Sunday to help prevent the passage of the GOP-backed uh, uh, election bill. The warrant is not likely to have impact since Texas law enforcement lacks jurisdiction outside the state. So he just sent the message. Again, uh, these are the same type of techniques that Trump taught them, uh, and they're uh, trying to execute them very poorly, I might add, uh, because it has no weight. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. Now let's talk a little bit about that, Ms. Rihanna. If you can go and see what you can find on us, but does that governor have rights to number one take money away from the legislatures, and then number two arrest and put somebody in jail or drag them back to the? Uh, to, he said he was going to arrest them, handcuff them, and bring them, I think, to the Capitol, and then make them stay in there until after uh, everything is over. Mm. Really? Are we back in time, people? <laughs> yeah. That's my question. Is that possible? Is that legally? Can he do that? Miss Rihanna, can you find uh, anything? No. The answer would be no, but can you find anything <laughs> in, in, in regards 
too. Oh, I I can find uh, tons of things regarding <laughs> arresting and forcing political opponents to do things. Uh, you just don't find a bunch of those from our country. <laughs> Um, <laughs> very, very well put. <laughs> very well put. <laughs> so there, there's no political asylum here in our country. Is what you're saying? Uh, yeah. No. I mean, I know that our our last so-called president before this one uh, certainly was an advocate of this sort of thing. But no, that's not something that exists in any modern day democracy that I'm aware of. Exactly, and that's my point exactly. I mean, we yes, are, this, this is a free will country, correct? Well, yes, right. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know well, some people, according to the Constitution, some people still show as being three fifths citizens because that hasn't. Did, did we drop that out of the Constitution yet? They're right. still in there. Amazingly, it is still there. And there's a separation of powers, is there not? Is is the governor the head of the Texas legislature, or is the governor the executive branch of the Texas government? There you go. There you go. I thought there There was a separation of powers there. There is a separation of power, but, however, we have people that are holding offices that they didn't stop by the classroom to learn a little bit about that office that they were going to run for. And therein lies a big problem. You need to know all about that office that you're going to run for. Mm-hmm. Well, the and, other by, thing is, by we, the we way, have to continue to educate. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead, ahead, Dr. Rihanna. No, no, no. You please, please go <laughs> ahead. Mr. Rihanna. <laughs> well, <laughs> just, yeah. I just quickly wanted to say. I just quickly wanted to say that uh, this is all part of the danger. Uh, in not um, swiftly taking care of the issues with uh, Donald Trump and his anti-American activities that got him elected. It set a precedent because what this governor is doing is threatening to arrest these people for blocking a bill that he is counting on. The only yeah. way that people like him are going to maintain their power and retain their office for another term is if this voting bill is passed, because this is going to suppress enough votes to get them to hold on to power. And so when we didn't do what we needed to do and gave Donald Trump the license, like if you cheat well okay. enough and you win that seat – you're immune from the consequences. That's the precedent we set. So here we have this authoritarian Texas governor saying, "I'm, you know, I may not be governor again, and my party may not retain power if we don't get this voting bill passed. So I'm just going to threaten to arrest these people. I'm going to push every limit that I have. He may very well arrest these people. He may very well force them to hold a special session to ram this bill mm-hmm. through because this is the precedent we set on a national level when we allowed this person to sit in office in a seat he didn't win and, you know, have no consequences for that. If you cheat well enough and you get your seat, you're immune from any consequences from cheating to begin with. Wow. Well, how many was it that, what, 50 50 or so of them that boarded the plane and went there? 56, 56, I believe. 56, okay, okay. 
So, and I think that, let me see, is it August the 7th that things end? Or yeah, I think August the 9th, I believe. I think it's August, August 9th. Okay. Okay. So, then we know that he could call another, he can call special sessions yeah. from here to eternity, right? To right. the cows come right. home. Okay. And he said he would. He said he would. He said he would. He said he would. Wow. He said he would. Hmm. Yeah. So, so you have to understand that he's definitely because ahead, he has an election coming mm-hmm. up. Yes, sir. Right. True. He has to. So he's got. He has so he's to got a dance. He's got a dance in front of Trump, right? <laughs> he has to do it, and because he can lose, because you don't have another session before voting next year. So if he doesn't right. get these laws hammered down now and then shove them down our throats. And we, when we wake up, I'm not going to say if we wake up, when we wake up and vote as community, what I like about partnering with Dr. William Barber is that he brings us back home again and he makes me focus on the key things and he kind of, he's getting in my ear the way uh, Arthur, uh, my friend Arthur gets in my ear. And that is, this is that when we start talking about what the real problem is, the real problem is not about blacks and Hispanics. The real problem is not about uh, uh, Democrat and Republican. It's about poor people. And when you start looking yeah. at poor people and let them know that we're fighting for their rights and they don't even realize that they need yeah. us because, as Brother Arthur always says, when we deal with our poor folks in our communities, everyone rises up. The tide rises, yeah. and we all do better and we all do well. So this is about poor people. And when you start talking about minority communities, Asians and Blacks and Hispanics and Latinos, we are the minority for a reason. But they are a majority, and when you have a majority only 2% of that is their uh, wants is, uh, power and money. Mm-hmm. And so they don't even realize they're fighting and voting against themselves. Well, my, exactly. And, but my question is, how are you going to be able to hold these legislators, 56, how many are, in the Capitol until they get their job done? Really? Really? Well, 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 actually, really? Sure, 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 sure yeah. but remember, sure, sure, remember, okay, here, look here, that's him on Fox saying all that stuff. He's on Fox News, feeding crap, feeding crap to the alligators. Now, basically, what happened was, remember, uh, okay, now, if they would have came in session, uh, formed a quorum, and then left, okay, then right. he could, then he'd have, he got fixed range going around and whatever. Yeah, but 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 they never went and made a quorum. Exactly. So, right. you know, that's just you know he can't you know he can't you know he ain't got no powers right. So, no. so even though he was on Fox saying it, even though he's threatening to arrest everybody, that's uh, that's authoritarian art. There you go. They move forward trying to make all that happen. He just you know he just you know he just playing his role in authoritarian. You know, attempted takeover. Mm-hmm. Apartheid. Mm-hmm. 2.0. <laughs> Apartheid. That's exactly correct. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not slaves anymore. I mean, we may <laughs> look like it on uh, on the constitutional piece of paper, mm-hmm. but we're not. Yeah, we're not. See, yeah. If, and we don't. If he can arrest them for nothing, then he's just letting you know what he thinks you know, he could do with you and yeah. me. There you go. There, there you go. There you go. Absolutely. That's why he's here. <laughs> I have to take a deep breath. And it, and it matters how many people he can get to cheer him on for arresting 
<laughs> people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll be curious. They'll be curious. They want to, you know, they want to, some of these these, uh, Republican knuckleheads down there, they want want to uh, do on them uh, 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 Arizona style things in in Dallas and Houston and so forth. Well, you you would think in this country by now that we would be trying to make it easier for people to vote uh, Mm -hmm. rather than Mm -hmm. making it more difficult. For people mm-hmm. to vote. Yeah. I, right. I, go ahead, anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm baffled every time uh, we have this conversation. Every time we talk about it, I'm baffled to hear that this guy is talking about arresting people for fighting, fighting for us to have voters' rights. Something that we should not even still be talking about. But every what, 25 years or so, we got to come back with it again. They should have already yeah. passed. Yes, they should have already well, passed the John Lewis voting rights bill and been done with it. Go yeah, ahead. I don't see enough urgency. I don't see enough urgency on this issue. You know, like the right. Democrats sitting around like, oh, oh, you're like, oh, well, really? You know, and so right. you know, like the urgency that they need. See, they don't, see they plan with fire. They That's it. With fire. Right. That's fine. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, they can play like, oh, you know, y'all did it before. Y'all can have vote them again. Y'all playing with fire. That's what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and, uh, and they need to. And, again, to my white friends, you do not have assured voting rights. You don't have you don't have no voting rights. I know you but you don't. If you did, uh, we would have to be doing what we so that means that you know that means that you got something different. Than we have. If you got one what we have, you need to have. So until you get what we have, that's fighting credit what we have. So they can, you know, again, your vote is diluted. My vote is diluted. Your vote yeah. is diluted. The five votes diluted. Now until you can figure that out, I know it's like trying to get to take a COVID shot, but I'm gonna keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> that's so well. That's so well put. So well put. Keep trying, my brother. Keep trying. Keep trying. Right, we can't. We can't mm-hmm. give it up now. We can't give it up now. Yeah. Okay. Great. Now, right. you know, this, uh, COVID shot. You know, Dr. Hagman, great job on that because I'm looking at the numbers in Missouri and um, Florida and what was the other one? I think it's another state where the, the uh, Alabama, 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 Louisiana. In Arkansas. There you go. Arkansas, yeah. that's the main yeah. that, 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 It's Arkansas. Arkansas. I tell you, Arkansas it is. And, yeah. and you know you know who's running for governor in Arkansas, right? Well, do we, do we, we all know who's running for governor in Arkansas? Oh, good Lord. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I know, I know, I know, I know. <sighs> the first propaganda minister of the Trump administration. <laughs> Exactly, the very first one. I mean, that girl could stand up and lie like a rug, just as straight as she looked through those cameras and didn't blink an eye, and she knew she was not telling the truth. What's her name? I I conveniently forgot. Sarah Huckabee. She comes from a long line of corrupt governors. Go ahead. Sure, we need to hear them get 
you need to hear them get past this conversation because, see, uh, when you start talking about her, folks, folks, you just automatically want to say something about it, and I, I, I keep trying to resist. <laughs> can you hurry up and get past this? <laughs> okay, we can go past this. <laughs> hurry up and get past this. Okay, well, then we can go past this. Let's go back to we want to find out because we're almost to get to the end. Uh, it's 943 right now, but we want to um, we want to find out from um, Pastor Cooper. Pastor Cooper, uh do you have a health department within your within in the city of Beaumont, or do you use the region uh, from Austin to uh, to handle your health department issues? We have a beautiful health department here. I, I there you, you what, go. We, we, there I, you I go. am standing on the shoulders of giant women and men. We have fought for all of these things, and we'll continue to fight. Uh, Dr. Hagney and I of becoming fast friends where we just talk in the middle of a, a day, a Saturday, a Sunday, and we're talking about those type of issues and, and getting people vaccinated, opening up places like my church and other churches, partnering with folks in the health departments and getting people. So, I mean, we have a beautiful, I mean, it looks like a public facility, and you are not embarrassed to go in there if you do not have insurance, and that's what it's all about. Because I recall we were self-employed having to utilize the health department because it was cheaper for us than to go pay care. And we paid. You, they, there's some charges. There's some fees sometimes. But we, we sure. went there, and I'm telling you, the place was dilapidated. It was old. It was torn down. So they had some folks in city council, city hall, commission, everywhere, and they pushed. I, it, it looked better than uh, Baptist Hospital in Beaumont on College Street. Very good. We appreciate that. So, so the reason why I asked that question and presented it out there, I know the answer, but I wanted to get our yes. dialogue going on. Dr. Hagney uh, has uh, has is working uh, has brought in, I should say, with the um, Methodist Church, and so there's 32 counties from Beaumont all the way up to Texarkana, Texas, and you know there's a Texarkana, Arkansas. So when you get to that border, get to that line, Texarkana, Texas on one side, Texas. Texarkana, Arkansas on the other side. So we're covering all the way up to Texarkana, 32 counties. And so we want to reach out to all of these counties across uh, across uh, East Texas uh, because we're, that's our focus. We're looking at East Texas. Uh, there's mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. folks looking at other parts of Texas, but our focus is East Texas. Yes. And so we have to find out who all is under the region and who all has their own beautiful uh well, I almost said Smith County because that's my county health department, <laughs> our county health department, uh, Dr. Hagney's and myself. But all of those places, and, and we have to work closely with the pastors and the preachers and the ministers because now we have to make sure that we set up sites and continue to educate. And, Dr. Hagney, if you want to bring in and, and, and make a couple comments and talk about uh, partnering with the Family Circle of Care and how yeah. we're going to have to reach these nurses and get people involved in trying to get this message out there. Dr. Hagner. We have to address this issue. Uh, I can remember several other parts there. But it's to the point now we are having to organize these and run these sites almost completely ourselves. I think that's, yeah. that's going to be very important. That's going to be a name changer. Because when I mentioned that, we submitted proposals to other groups to partner with us. But it's not, it's not a line of that I want to mention. You know, historically, people don't expect us to be able to uh, accomplish something. 
And so they sort of they sort of bypass. They don't want to include us until certain shit. I don't think they want to give us credit. But I think now this is going to be a golden opportunity that we could take this this, this uh, coronavirus issue and develop. Uh, we have a whole team of people we putting together. Uh, we find these fights. They're uh, going in there and partnering. So, and also we think that Pastor Cooper's site down there. There are excellent sites. I'm having calls from pastors throughout East Texas who have facilities. They want to come on board. They're, they're ready. We're going to set a president that we have to do this. And I really, I have great concern for the other states to see what's going on in their community. But we thought for us, there's going to be a name change when we go into uh, Bowman and other areas and actually put on these events. Not only that, we're going to develop a long relationship with these areas because when we think about equity and disparity in health care, we have to do something about changing those numbers are doing this virus. So we're going to be looking at diabetes and other areas, you know, prostates and all those. So we're going to be looking, really developing a relationship with the centers, uh, and, and that's needed. People are excited. They're excited that we even come in there. We've been told that, you know, you guys are coming here to us, and that's what they never actually had happen before. So, we, yes, we're coming there. We're going to develop a relationship. It's going to be a long-term relationship, and we're going to, do, we're going to actually take some steps to change the disparity in those particular areas. We're talking about, root, talking about recruiting, uh, identifying areas that, that could be minority doctors, health care providers, anything you need to go into health care. We're going to point them in those directions. So we're going to change these communities because we're going to change it ourselves. We're going in there with a team of people coming on board. Very excited about it. Uh, I'm looking forward hey, to hey, that. Hey, Doc. Hey, Doc. Yes. Hey, Doc, I want to ask you about something. I used to I, uh, operate a home health care agency out in East Texas. So I got a chance mm-hmm. to observe the relationship between the uh, African-Americans and those are rural doctors. Now, a lot of them doctors are from, like, New York, and now they're from a whole bunch of different places. But they, mm-hmm. they, they, some of them is more uh, redneck than, the, the, than, the, than you would think a redneck yeah. doctor from Denver would be. We just fired They over-sedate the patients. The first thing we did was took them off all that damn medicine. They just they did, like, drugging yeah. our, drug our seniors down there in them rural areas. And well, so I'm hoping, what, that, and I'm, hoping the program you're doing, I'm hoping the program you're doing will address that patient relationship between our, oh. our seniors. Because the seniors down there, I'll tell you, I had a lady tell me one time, I had a lady tell me one time, she said, well, you know, I would get the services, but when I go to the hospital, you know, they may not let me in. You know, my doctor may not let me in. I mean, you know, stuff like that. Oh, my good pleasure. Yeah. Well, 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 that's why I tell people the future of Texas or East Texas. See, those individuals, you know, you can in Dallas and Houston, you assume you're in good health facilities. But I can, I'm, from, from experience, I tell you the same type of opinion that we experience in East Texas, you experience it right in Dallas. That's why we exactly. had a despair. That's why we had a despair. So that's, 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 the, that's understanding Texas history. Healthcare in Houston, we can be in an area in Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio have that same attitude of those physicians. That's right. And we, we have all the trust. We'll go in there and we'll believe everything that doctors say and we'll do it in Dallas. Uh-huh. We, take all yep. these, we take all these medications. 
see, one thing about East Texas, they understand that. They haven't forgotten that. People in Dallas and Houston have forgotten that. Blacks in East Texas understand that. But if they know you know what you're doing, then they respect you. See, that's what, that's what we're going to invest on. We're just going to be a name change because they're also afraid what we need to identify. To come out of Dallas and Houston and open up clinics in East Texas. Well, you're in Texas, you're from you. But they. I I've seen them attack black, black doctors. I've seen that system down there attack black doctors down there. So I'm saying, well, it's systematic, it's systematic, and it's deep. They, they, do, and, they uh, do it all over. America. They do it all over America. We have opportunities to change East Texas by working with those doctors. See, no one ever walks doctors professionally. <clears throat> We've always just talked to them and then talked to them. But when I went to you, I'll tell you about not only the doctors, the politicians, and everybody else in East Texas. Once they know you know, once they know that you know what you're doing, you can gain respect from them, and also you always all know where they all stand. I'm is, all I'm saying is, there's a cultural. I'm saying there's a cultural attitude in East Texas that's unique to East Texas when it comes to the well, healthcare system. I'm doing it. I well, work with them. I, I well, feel well, for, let me, I, let me, I feel for this thing. May I jump in? May I jump in? Just, just I'm going to jump in just a little bit, and, I, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, first of all, East Texas, Tyler, Texas, Tyler, Texas is the hub of the, we're the medical capital of East Texas. Everybody's going to come in our direction, number one. Number two, number two, look who we have. A, we have a black physician by the name of Dr. Kirk Calhoun. We have to bring him on the show sometime and let him talk. He, he runs all of the University of Texas system. He's bringing the medical school here. He has gone to Austin and plead his case on money. He's got financial money. He's got medical school money. He divided that thing up. He didn't, put, he didn't lump all the money together. And, and he runs this operation. And I want to give kudos to him. I want to thank him because he drew me into that system. And so it's five of us that are on that board right now. We're working on hiring a person to run the medical school we already have right. a we already have a community health school college community health college on the campus of University of Texas Health Science Center out on Highway 271, where he was the president at, and ran that hospital, brought in, he brought in the school, and then he brought in the Cancer Institute out there. And now not only is he the president of that location, he's the president of every uni- University of Texas Health, the University of Texas, the university, and he's the, he's the head of the hospitals, all of these clinics throughout out East Texas that say University of Texas, he is the big dog over them. And so you can, and then he's bringing in all of these physicians and nurses and all of that. They're already coming in right now, and they're of every ethnicity. He is amazing and has done amazing work. So what medicine looked like 
when or East Texas looked like when when our, Mr. Arthur and myself was out here working, and I served as a director of nurses at a nursing homes, and he served as uh, administrator in nursing homes, and I served as a house supervisor and director at one of the doctors memorial hospital. So we saw those kinds of things, but we're we're transitioning. It's just like uh, the way it was with the Tuskegee experiment and the. Uh, and the other experiments that people had problems with. Well, we had problems with what was happening back then, but we're sneaking over here and changing little by little, day by day, simply because we have more ethical people who are involved. And some of those people, and I say this all the time, until some of the people die out that have taught these bad things to their students, their mm-hmm. children in their homes and all this racism and all of that stuff, and we have new people like Miss Rihanna, Mr. Arthur, and people who think differently, Pastor Cooper, Dr. Hagney, uh, even though we all practiced our Hagney practice back then, and we saw some of those things that Mr. Arthur is talking sure, about. Sure, but sure, because sure, sure, I hate to tell you, sure, I hate to tell you, but, uh, 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 you know, all of our crew going to have to, all of us going to have to die all that before that go down. <laughs> well, no, we don't, we don't all have to because because guess what? Even though I worked back there during that time, I didn't. I didn't feel the way of that. I saw things. No, My no, mind no, has no, always no, been. No, 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 no. I mean generation. I didn't mean personally. I mean generationally. You know, like uh, like the yeah. generations. Yeah. Okay, like okay, generation. Well, I, I came through with, you, you know, they had that last taste of. Yeah, they had that last taste of real, 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 real good racism, and so that's my crew. That's crew I'm with. You know, the, the end of the baby boomers. So you and know, that so would be me. That would be me too. Yeah, so that whole kind of thinking right there, you know, is in our generation. You know, we grew up with. Well, that's why I know, say so. some some people have to die out once people start yeah. teaching these things to their students, to their children in their homes. We have to stop teaching separatism to the students, and I, and there's there's some kids right now that will say. We, we don't have this. This is not going on. This is not. They don't still. They don't see that these kinds of things still exist because they got. I mean, they were like Miss Rihanna. They went to school with everybody. They saw everybody. They they're not like Dr. Hagney, uh, uh, Mr. Arthur, myself, who who all we saw were African American people in our schools. And even though we we were part of the integration, I, I tell the story, and I was telling it just the other day. There was one Caucasian fellow that came to our school in Scott High School, and he stayed one day, and he didn't come back yeah. because they made it very difficult for him. They really did, and so. Well, you know, I hear so painful. You know, you know, you know, I hear you so painful and so beautiful. I, I've had kids tell me when I start talking to them, they say, "Well, well, my mom and said that I don't need to know about you know all that right now. They just want me to have fun, just be a kid." <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and, well, you, you know, know. And, and it depends. Upon, well, it depends upon the age. I'm gonna give it to you in just a second, Dr. Hadney. But it depends upon the age. We don't want to bombard kids too early on stuff that they can't handle and can't deal with. So we have to progressively well, you, educate them on their history. Phone, you, on their history. You walk around with a cell phone cussing. I think I can, you know, give you well, a little history. Well, I'm not. Ter- I'm not talking about them. No, no, no. I, I don't care what they are. If they walk around with a cell phone and cursing, I don't have to. Uh, you, you, you got to change that language first. Go ahead. I just like what you mentioned in uh, Dr. Calhoun. It is going to be amazing the impact. Uh, people who don't want it now 
I say in the future, it's going to be a major, the impact he's having on East Texas. Academically, the practice, and also what's so significant about the the med school, it's been proven you have to change the curriculum in the med school. So I I see where he's going with that. He's bringing the med school here in East Texas that he's going, he's designing how these med schools are going to be taught. And that's this exactly that exists right. in all the other med, all the other medical med schools in the country. That he he's able to design the the, the didactic students. Then hopefully they stay in East Texas, don't run off to all these other big cities, and, and stay Absolutely. here in East Texas and help change. And that and that's going that's going to help them. And also recruit recruit individuals from East Texas to go to med school to stay in East Texas. I know that's one of his aims. And that's why yeah, the city Tyler is changing and people are moving in here and the city is growing in leaps and bounds. And that's why I want North Broadway extended to Interstate 20 so that this side, because guess what? The medical school is over in this side and where (laughs) Shirley McKellar lives over in this part of the part of the city. And so that's what that this part of the city needs to look like any other parts, all the, uh, the South Tyler and the Flint and the, everybody may not have want to go all the way out there to that, beautiful area where Dr. Hagney lives uh, out south. They may not want to go out there. They may want to stay over here <laughs> where McKellar lives on the north side. That's where I want him to stay. Okay? So that's it. All right, it's, it's 9.59, and then, so we're about to end it. But listen, you guys have been amazing. This has been an outstanding uh, show as always. You guys always step way high in the high, high, high. <laughs> so, Ms. Rihanna, we're going to turn it back over to you. It's 10 o'clock p.m. Uh, do you know where your children are? Be safe out there and make sure that you get that vaccine so that you can protect yourself and others. Thank you. May God bless you. Thank you so much for this amazing team, Dr. Richard Hagney, Mr. Arthur Fleming, uh, Dr., uh, Pastor uh, uh, Cooper, Michael Cooper, and my none other than sweetheart, Miss Rihanna. Pickles, and we'll turn it over to you, Miss Rihanna. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Marvelous Monday. Good night. Get that shot. I just quickly, good night. Good night. Good night, good night everybody. Good night. I just quickly want to remind everybody that we do have a heat wave that's going to be bringing triple-digit temperatures from the Pacific to the Gulf Coast this week. So please, if you think of it, you know you see people out on that street every day when you're driving or walking by who don't have a place to go. Please keep some water in your trunk if you think of it, because we're going to really be needing it. We shouldn't have any homeless people out on the streets, but we do. So make sure that they're hydrated if you can. Share in the love. Share in the water. And we love you all. We thank you all. And we wish you a good night. One day, good night. when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, glory, glory, oh, glory, glory, hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. 
justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it go down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh no. man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch. We gon' run with it now. Never look back. We done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads, heroes to become a hero. Facing the league of justice. His power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes It will be ours Good night.